So hello, today we have with us a healing inspiration, Mr. Pradeep Sangwan, a dedicated environmentalist, the founder of Healing Himalayas, who strives to preserve the Himalayas and build a greener planet through cleanliness drives. Uh, we welcome you, sir. How are you doing, sir? All good. Back to the city now, from the mountains. So I'm here for a month, then I'll move down to move up to the mountains. Right, sir. Um, so, um, I wanted to tell you that I've read your story on the official Humans of Bombay page. Um, yet, I would want to know it from you yourself, your story uh, and your journey of healing Himalayas until today. So, if you could just give, give us a view on the um, project that you've been working on since long. The first story where uh, healing Himalayas uh, you know, got into my head. You know, it's not like that uh, That one particular moment that gave me this thought that let's start healing Himalayas, that let's do something about the, you know, that solid waste that has been generating in the mountains. It was a buildup of, oh, you know, many years. Uh, it took me a lot of courage to start this uh, project, Healing Himalayas, uh, because I come from a very humble and middle-class family. So the idea was to get a job, get married, have kids, and, you know, bright future, ta-da, ties. But the thing is that, you know, I never wanted those things in my life and I moved on to Himachal in 2009 from, uh, you know, I, I was in Bombay for one year. I did my event management course uh, post-graduation. Uh, so from there I went to Himalayas and from since then I've been traveling, you know, and, you know, when you travel a lot, you know, it gives you a wide pers perspective that how small you are in on this planet. So I realized that after, uh, you know, a couple of years traveling and then realized that there are so many things that we can do. And, you know, at one of the tracks, I met uh, this group of people, uh, you know, we, we call them shepherds. Gaddi, Hindi mein Gaddi bolte hain unko wahan pe. Yes, uh, yes, sir. Uh, so, so I met them, uh, I met them accidentally. You know, I was going for a trek from Chandatal to Surastal. Two small, small lakes, they make this big river, Chenab River. It's called Chenab in Pakistan, Chandra and Bhaga. So we were trekking from Chandatal Lake to Surastal Lake and on the way we had to cross a river but uh, due to you know excess, excessive water in the river we couldn't really cross that and then we, had, we were forced to spend some nights with the, the, the shepherds and uh, they, were, they were amazing you know uh, we were hungry and they offered us food the best kadi chawal on the planet earth that, that we had that day and uh, then they started sharing their stories and I saw their lifestyle you know, pretty sorted lifestyle, you know, the, one of the most difficult terrains of the world and yet their lifestyle is very eco-friendly, uh, almost, uh, you know, negative carbon footprints. So there I realized that uh, people like them who are so close to the nature and, you know, they are not educated enough, still they, you know, care about their, you know, the surroundings and the planet they live on, especially the area where they live most of the time. Uh, so. They were so, so humble and I realized that if 10% of that part, if we start doing in our regular trekking, you know, or, or most of the people who are coming down to the Himalayas, if they start doing it, then uh, I think the problem will be solved and there is no need for uh, projects like healing Himalayas or cleaning Himalayas, you know, things like that. So I thought that from there, let, let, let me educate people who are coming down to the Himalayas, uh, you know using the ideology or philosophy of uh, the shepherd community that, you know, they, they never let their belongingness die for the mountains or the Himalayan region. So, yes, that's how Healing Himalayas came into picture. 
the struggle with my family was on a different level though <laughs> uh, but yeah finally they came around and <laughs> yes so um so um what was your uh, initial uh, preparation like uh, being a one man army how did you uh, approach people how did you start with it how did you get on to the communities and um, meet the stakeholders or probably even the community of people living in the himalayas mm. so you see initially i was i wasn't very prepared uh, in terms of technology or you know education point of view you know how to dispose plastic waste or you know what are the alternatives to it or you know what are the machineries available or what are the large scale solutions i was just a passionate mind and uh, body and soul so i all the only thing that i knew was back then is how to track you know how to uh, you know bring people uh, to track with me so i was quite good at that so i started tracking i started cleaning and tracking you know is difficult and then when you involve cleaning in it then it becomes even tougher so for example uh, if a track route of 10 kilometers while cleaning it becomes of about 18 19 or 20 kilometers so because we have to go a lot of you know do downhill uphill and not on the trail so yes initially it was mainly about cleaning engaging people but then eventually you know i realized that i need to do more beyond this there should be a you know holistic approach behind it and uh, uh, you know after cleaning for 2 3 years i realized that whenever we clean we need to you know look out for a place where we can dispose our waste properly so i figured out that uh, you know what are the you know local municipal corporations are doing regarding uh, the solid waste or the other recyclers or what are the you know sustainable options to dispose the plastic waste so that's where i come came up with the idea that we need to create these small scale waste collection units you know this is our uh, project also that we are currently doing so we started building these waste collection units in uh, various parts of himachal to start with uh, the first waste collection center came up last year only and the operations for the same will uh, start in april so what are the you know uh, significance of these waste collection centers is that whenever you know uh, somebody uses anything and then they look out for option to dispose their waste they can always give their waste to that waste collection center and from there we can segregate it further and then channelize into multiple directions whether it is mlp multi layer packaging plastics or its pet bottles or glass bottles multiple options we have once we have neat and clean segregated waste with us, with us so the holistic approach is you know continuously do the do these cleanups cleaning drives engage local communities uh, volunteers from all across the globe administration keep pushing them towards the right direction that's one of the most important aspects then uh, regular uh, you know intervention at policy level and the third providing resources or alternatives you know just educating people is not enough now you need to give them alternatives and once they are educated enough they ask you the question that now you know we don't really want to throw our garbage into a river body or or we don't want to landfill it or we don't want to open air burn it so what are the alternatives for it so that's where i am working these days we came up with one waste collection center and we are coming up with many more right sir so um speaking about uh, bringing people all across the globe i see that uh, a few days ago i saw healing aravalis uh, on instagram mm-hmm. uh, and then i saw healing kerala on instagram as well so i just want to know uh, 
how was that uh, journey of yours you know from switching not switching but from expanding it uh, mm. from uh, healing himalayas to healing aravallis did people approach you or uh, how did you get to know people from that space that uh, area there are so many concerned citizens out there they, they never had the idea how to you know go about it so now they have seen the way we work the way healing himalayas or i work and all we need is one local champion to replicate the model and once we have that uh, kind of person who's passionate about uh, protecting or you know uh, saving our environment especially from solid waste then we give them the whole uh, you know uh, process or you know educate them about the sops of how to you know go about it although you know they need a lot of time from me also so i have to spend a lot of time with them that uh, you know initial stages are difficult because you know volunteers will not come easily so we need to keep on engaging but yes the idea is to replicate the model you know create these small small chapters uh, we recently started he- healing aravallis now we are going to start uh, you know uh, two chapters in uttarakhand uh, new tihri uh, and then in rishikesh also and there are multiple really amazing yeah and also to engage students we are uh, you know there's a campus north campus delhi university north campus uh, in delhi uh there are thousands of students there so on 14th february next month valentine's day uh we are going to launch our cleaning campaigns in uh, north campus of delhi and that will continue uh, up to you know many years and once in a month the f- current focus is that uh, once in a month we should organize healing himalayas is very well established in terms of organizing cleaning drives so we have a calendar dates volunteers everything is aligned but rest of the places we are just focusing just let's organize one cleaning drive in in that particular area and then we'll move on as the time progresses we'll get to know you know which direction we have to go so but initial stage is to organize cleaning drives motivate people ruin their sundays and then uh, eventually <laughs> get into their weekdays right sir so uh, not ruining sundays uh, <laughs> i think uh, over the times when they see an evolution a mm. change coming the environment they definitely enjoy it they mm. are enjoying it yeah yeah uh, so uh, healing aravallis uh, sunday you know last sunday it was amazing because first couple of hours we did the cleaning drive then we did the walk in the forest and we went up to a lake very beautiful lake a man made lake obviously you know there was a mining site there so it was uh, you know filled with water now so it was beautiful wonderful right. it was so close to the city and yet nobody knew about it so although i prefer you know that place stays <laughs> unknown yes sir uh, but sir you spoke about a calendar that you know healing himalayas is pretty established all of us know that no like all of us do follow your uh, project your idea so uh, how is the calendar for this year sir so um, what are your events what are your um, drives coming up and when do you when do you even take a break out of all this i want to know sir so our calendar is action packed this year you know um, i'm just going for uh, some holidays next uh, couple of weeks after that i'm going back to the mountains and we'll resume our activities the main activities of healing himalayas in the himachal pradesh from 7th of march and then we are covering multiple districts you know it's shimla it's kullu it's kinnor then lahol spiti mandi four five districts we are covering and every Uh, you know week i had to change my location the first week i'm in shimla and then so uh, so we basically we try and make our calendar by the first week of january and we share it amongst uh, uh, you know volunteers and uh, you know 
and then they register on our website and from there they come and participate you know uh, and uh, we connect with them uh, through emails uh, social media there are two options and then uh, we keep on updating about our uh, you know cleanups uh, this is our first uh, half calendar you know first half yearly calendar the second half of the calendar will come uh, by the mid of june so people who want to participate and you know uh, you know come down to travel for a purpose track for a purpose you know just not for yourself and give back to the society nature and especially the himalayas so you should you know once in a while try and participate with us and uh, yeah so this is how we are you know functioning so far so i have to walk about 2000 kilometers this year in the himalayas so this is this is my uh, you know every year's resolution maybe you can call new year resolution <laughs> right sir so every year resolution <laughs> yeah yeah it's like uh, i'm coming so i'm planning to stay in the field for up to you know by you know when i'm 60 years old up to that age so after that i'll uh, i'll work from the office then i'll become the armchair environmentalist yeah so i would like to stay in the field you know uh, work at the grassroots level and recently uh, you know the gram panchayat elections happened in himachal pradesh and i was looking forward to some young uh, you know sarpanch or pradhans or village representatives and there are so many and i got a call from few of them that uh, you know our mandate was that we should build a waste collection center in our village you know i was so happy to see that that uh, you know, people are trying to replicate the idea especially the young leaders of a small village and they are concerned that their uh, you know the solid waste management should be there so uh, i just had a call yesterday with a friend who you know won the election and now we are going to build a small scale waste collection center in that uh, valley also That's it. Really so, uh, coming to uh, about uh, waste collection uh, from cleaning drives, so we've seen out there on Instagram and on social media, a lot of people have virtually like really been there and seen it. A lot of people have virtually seen it. So, uh, I want to know about your waste collection system. How do you carry that? And uh, is it your involvement with the volunteers for the same, or do you have another set of stakeholders who help you out in that? No, ma- mainly uh, it's all volunteer-based uh, organization, and whatever we do, we do do it via volunteers. So, for example, while trekking, when we go up, we collect the waste, we put it at a location, and while coming down, we bring it back on our shoulders, on our back. So this is how we do it. But uh, you know, when it comes to uh, glass bottles. at the track routes it's difficult to carry them but plastic is easy although the volume is bigger but the weight is less so mostly it is like that and there are no other alternatives some at some track routes we use horses mules but mostly it's you know volunteers and at track routes where it's it's it has become motorable then we use uh, you know vehicles but at the same time when it's motorable then amount of garbage is you know used so that's uh, about the track routes but now what we are doing is we are trying to engage the villages around the track routes also and the focus area of our you know building these waste collection centers is around uh, those villages only where the track route is and also the villages so you know providing alternatives to the local community is also uh, you know very sustainable because once they have the option of disposing their waste then they will start educating the travelers or trackers who are coming in because unless and until they don't have an alternative they are always like we don't really have an option and most of the time it's like open air burning of plastic waste wherever you go in the himalayan region whether it's himachal uttarakhand northeast 
or maybe in the planes also you know they just burn the plastic waste it's not there anymore so it's gone from their side but uh, you know every small pollution adding uh, to the you know 2 degrees of our concern that is uh, you know the focus of un nations also by the end of this century we should restrict the, those 2 degrees and uh, yes our you know contribution to that is mainly through uh, solid waste management in the himalayan region protecting our you know marine or aquatic life at the same time the wildlife in the himalayan forests so yes this is uh, how we you know working lockdown a blessing in disguise for the environment uh, in a way that uh, there were less people coming in very less tourists so no garbage or was it challenging phase for getting volunteers because people uh, were at home so wh- was what a, was the situation it was, like it was the year of the great realization i would say and uh, you know people who wanted to realize that was the important uh, importance of nature and surrounding they must have got the idea and gist of it and so many people who were living in the cities they came back to their villages they came back to their roots and they started doing farming organic farming and they brought all those ideas back to their villages and started implementing that that's one thing but the short term respite that uh, covid gave us or not us but the environment around us was you know again very short term so we are back at it we are back at burning coal we are back at burning fossil fuels we are here so uh, you know last year i we for the first time we saw yamuna neat and clean and we saw you know marine life dolphins in uh, yamuna but now it's uh, same again all the you know the solid waste is being dumped in the river bodies so we are back at it again we are doing the same uh, you know uh, problem creating same problems and creating same situations that led to covid or multiple other you know disasters so short term respite we saw the trailer uh, we got a good insight about it i think we need to you know learn a lot from covid and uh, covid times actually and replicate and i would suggest we should have a lockdown every month one day at least <laughs> yes <laughs> But, uh, you know we continue yes. uh, you know giving some peace to the nature around us the wildlife around us and uh, you know we seen so many uh, we were talking about birds you know in the lockdown that don't see this 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 bird this this that animal that yes, living around in the cities so there are so many things that happen and but you know we are again you know bound by this bound by these routines that we have for many years and then we we can't really change that overnight but there are certain habits that we can and uh, you know s- small simple steps small sim- simple steps such as you know ditching plastic cutlery which covid brought up, brought back to our lifestyles again because we are you know back in the culture of use and throw because we we can't really use each other's utensils because it's not safe now so you see what's happening again because of covid so many things happened so many realizations happened but uh, now it's up to us that how we want to take it forward picking up the things that uh, people are uh, throwing whether in uh, himalayas or anywhere in the environment for that matter um i really want to know that uh, this motivation like you know uh, from the starting i know that you've been a one man army handling even the uh, promotion or like of it you know uh, 
motivating the people bringing awareness about it so uh, like there might be days or when uh, things might be like oh how am i going to do it or there might be days where you're overwhelmed where you know you're like this is amazing uh, what i did was like the best thing ever yeah. so could you uh, talk about uh, how you got over the challenges and uh, really what self motivation did you give yourself about it i think see i had, had i had the uh, you know opportunity to enjoy both the days not enjoy i, I would rather say that there, there was days when i was like totally ready to give it up uh, you know uh, because see most of the time it's related to your emotions uh, and i think your emotions are you know very well connected with your family so if if, you, if they are at par with your thought process then you can do anything if they are not then you you know you use your energy half of your energy to convince them and then the, and then the rest for the work that you want to so at one point of time i think i completely switched from everything and i just focused on healing himalayas no matter what my family thinks what my friends thinks and whether they are you know comforting me emotionally or not uh, i was just there for healing himalayas and i just realized that i lost a lot of time also and because i thought of thought of healing himalayas in 2014 and then it started in 16 and then i realized and it got into my head that you know so many so many people used to say that you keep on roaming around himalayas you are wasting your time and all that so i thought that i am losing you know i am wasting a lot of time so when i thought of healing himalayas and when it started i you know took it very very seriously the commitment level was very high and it still is and um, you know the number of cleaning drives that i organized in first year i almost tripled it in the second year first year it was only 12 13 uh, cleaning drives and in the next year it was 30 35 so that was one thing but there were days when i was like come on man you can't do you know you don't be under the illusion that you'll clean all the himalayas it's not possible in this lifetime so then comes the practical aspect of it that uh, you know when i know that i have to do this cleaning drive but i'm very lazy so what i do is i always announce it that i have to i'm doing this cleaning drive so everybody is like so the people around me becomes my energy then you know when i feel demotivated they come and oh let's do this i will do that don't worry you just be with us and then eventually i pick up so this is the practical aspect of you know it. and yes there are times when i'm overwhelmed uh, recently i got the surprise that our prime minister got to know about my work and then he praised the work and i was like really that this really wonderful of him because he has been the real ambassador of swachh bharat mission and he restarted the whole campaign in 2014 and uh, you know so i think uh, that day i really made my family proud that yes uh, what i do is very significant and it's being acknowledged by our prime minister also so i think i'm on the right path <laughs> so yes i yes. have the pleasure of yes, being on both side Yes, sir. And so, if um, you are listening to this, uh, please remember that if you are demotivated today, next day you will be, you know, so high on energy that uh, you might take on uh, not just the Himalayas but also the, you know, plains and the oceans and everything. So hang yes, on. Yes, sir. Then. I hope you reach greater heights on the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I would like to, you know, stay the way things were. Uh, you know. i think this will give us good momentum i you know whatever we, we were supposed to do in 5 years might uh, finish it in couple of years now so that's one thing and i would like to stay engaged with the you know our ground activities our local communities and they are the real you know beneficiary or beneficiary of our, the work that i do
So yes, I think it's a good thing that happened and best parting gift from 2020 rather other than COVID, the most disastrous year in humankind. You know, ended with a very good, pleasant surprise. A uh, lot. Uh, I just have like another question on education aspect, or uh, as how can education be the medium uh, to bring awareness about environment sustainability and waste management among the school students? So, is curriculum is um, this particular subject being, uh, you know, incorporated in curriculum going to be useful or uh, in a practical sense that the children? go outside and work on this field would be useful yeah, i'm i'm more of a practical man i'm more of a ground man so i would rather uh, you know suggest that uh, you know take uh, your education from books to the ground you know educate some people around you and then on the process in the process of doing so you will also learn a lot of things for example a very simple thing when a school kid go out for a cleaning drive uh maybe in the himalayas so somebody is from a city such as delhi or gurgaon come down to himalayas and then do a, they do a cleaning drive they will remember it all through their life you know and uh, the kind of experience they will get uh, with us or maybe you know other organizations also so they will remember it uh, rather than you know teaching them uh, you know through books it's you know i think we should change that part at least and we should start taking them out on field more often so practical aspects should be there you know education uh, through ground action which is our ideology also we always try and push it uh, you know and we try and engage uh, students school kids college maybe corporates everybody so we try and give them a different uh, perspective of how to travel and trek and at the same time a better uh, different side of our education so i think uh, uh, it should be 50 50 <laughs> and um that clearly showed how education is the first way to um reaching out to the people and actually impacting uh their lives to work on this you see consider so, uh, a very very young nation no right now india is one of the youngest nations in the world and we have so much of energy so much of potential now how to you know divert that energy into right direction that's very important so i you know as an Yeah, yeah as an individual i i always feel that i am not reaching out to so many students i'm trying my best but there are so many aspects are you know not covered so hopefully we'll reach each and every student maybe we'll take them out uh, for a small travel and trekking for a purpose campaign because uh, most of the time we just look out for luxuries i want this i want that and Uh, we there's there's a light beyond that also so we need to focus on that through our activities through our education so especially in these uh, online periods where uh, you know all of us are only sitting in front of screens and uh, day and night only working on that inter- uh, interacting with people on this so it's a uh, very um, uh, you know sad to see that we're not able to go out but yeah. pushing students towards coding and everything uh, that's also a, you know bizarre thing to say and most of the companies are for, forcing young kids who were supposed to play in the field you know enjoy rain get muddy and all that stuff you know that's one of the best ways to raise a kid stay connected to their roots in the end we all need uh, is just clean air water and food that's it that's our prime uh, uh, you know that's the main uh, necessity to, to just breathe on this planet but beyond that there are so many things that you can do but uh, do not lose the, the confidence in your broader community yes yes sir.
um so when we talk about students and uh, children and students like me rather um it also comes with the word technology because it's 21st century so uh, i'd like to know in terms of technology uh, you know with the world becoming more uh, tech savvy uh, as we'd call it so uh, how do you think people uh, can stay connected and is healing himalayas working from the technology perspective as well with regards to cleaning uh, and uh, waste management yes of course we uh, you know as a, as a country we are uh, you know facing a major issue with technology because most of the technologies to dispose solid waste on a large scale quantity are not you know indigenous uh, we have you know adopted it from other countries and they are a big time failure as of now so uh, recently our government also realized this and they are also trying to you know re, uh, build this particular technology which is suitable for our solid waste not other countries solid waste because they have a different co- composition of solid waste and we have a different composition we are uh, you know uh, we need to focus on small scale facilities also at the same time small scale solutions at a community level so what all those technologies that are there in the market should reach out to the uh, villages and uh, they should be interconnected so there's a big gap there and uh, technology sh- i think m- our work should be my actually talking about healing himalayas we are focusing on small scale uh, you know solutions wherein the technology is very crucial for example uh, very simple uh, example uh, we just built our first waste collection center and uh, once we collect the waste we need to compress it so that we can transport it properly so very simple machine compressing machine but there are so many villages who can't really afford this compressing machine only so that should reach out to people uh, you know those, those technologies should uh, be there so we're trying to connect them uh, that's one thing now technically you know social media everything is all you know this is technology in a way and uh, this helped us a lot to reach out to so many volunteers who are, you know and uh, they've been a part of our campaigns and the, the only platform that we had free of cost was social media to reach out to anybody so technology proved uh, you know now it's up to us where you want to take the technical part of your life you know with which direction so we were really blessed to have so, so many because see, see there were people 10 years ago 20 years ago there were so many people who did something similar but might never got recognized because there was no technology to you know, showcase their work but now there are so many people who are doing uh, any sort of work in whatever small capacity they are uh, they just post it online they connect with other people they try and teach other people so so multiple aspects of uh, technology that can be used uh, uh, in both ways by just to mitigate the solid waste maybe try and measure uh, you know the number of glaciers you know how the uh, 10 years ago we were uh, we never had that kind of technology that how many glaciers are there the you know amount of ice is decreasing or things like that so all the scientific stuff are coming from technology we have put up so many satellites up in the space so they keep on measuring you know and uh, again the 2 degree celsius concern uh, if we don't really you know fo- focus on that we lose 75% of our glaciers in the himalayan region and there are 1.3 billion people who are dependent on it so technology is uh, going to be a boom 
I think in this regard also. So uh, I just hope and uh, believe that this conversation and your upright thoughts and your ideas, your projects would bring in intellectual stimulation to not only the youngsters but to every individual using environment uh, resources today. Yes. Uh, so um, thank you so much for joining in, sir. I had a great time, and it is. I take uh, my honor to actually um, talk to you. It's my honor. It's my privilege to talk to you. So thank you so much for joining in, sir. Thank you, thank you so much, and uh, to all the listeners, maybe yes, watching today or maybe later. Um, just, yes, definitely, sir. Just, just a simple request: try and engage yourself. You know, beyond a certain limit. Uh, that is your family or friends. There is a life beyond that, which is your broader community, the very community upon which our life thrives. Yes, yes sir, definitely. That respect to that particular community, which is our air, water, soil. You know, very simple. Yes, sir. so yeah that's it